0: Beardy and the Beast Media Club. Ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba. This is a placeholder intro song.
1: <laughs>
0: Welcome to an extra spooky edition of Beardy and the Beast Media Club, a spoiler-filled discussion into a piece of media. We will descend upon those spoilers like federal agents attempting to Acquire an alien body. We're available here and on many other services. With the full list available at BeardyandtheBeast.com. My name is Drew, and as always, we have Devon. Yo. You should probably phone home, though. Seriously, though, your mom's worrying about you. Oh. Joining us is an author, filmmaker, and podcast host—an all-around cool person, Ashley Good.
2: Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Pretend I'm not here. <laughs>
1: Like a federal agent. This month
2: Exactly. <laughs> One of the federal agents are going to storm Drew's compound.
0: <laughs> it's, it's not a compound, okay? It's a bunker. It's there's Devin, a difference.
2: Devin knows what I'm talking about. It's
1: true. Super secret.
0: This month we are revisiting films that frightened us as children. And today we're discussing the acclaimed 1982 classic Extraterrestrial. So Ashley. Was that a friendly alien or a terrifying cornfield goblin?
2: As a child, I would have said terrifying cornfield goblin. But as an adult, you know what? I related a lot to E.T., especially the scene, you know, after he had a couple of Cores lights and he's watching cartoons and he, you know, plays dress up with young Drew Barrymore and he has his hand out with his jewelry and he's just like, Phone home. <laughs> I just that part, it resonated a lot with me, but I'll get into that in a bit.
1: So what you're e. telling T's us,
2: my, my friend. He's...
1: So what you're telling us is you're an alien stuck at a bar and trying to get your husband to come pick you up.
2: (laughs) No, I'm trying to tell you that in 20 years, I'm going to be an old lush that wears a lot of jewelry and just points at things.
0: I mean, I don't see any difference from how you are now.
2: Yeah, fair. I do have the fingerless gloves on. I mean, the viewers or listeners can't see them, but I I tried to set the mood here. (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome.
0: I appreciate it. I saw, I saw a lot of things in this that I realized would frighten me as a child. And it, it all kind of started seeing E.T.'s weird spindly head her long fingers. Like, yeah. it, there's something about that that is just, like, super creepy. Especially, like, even now, but especially for a child.
1: Well, yeah, it's interesting, like, the way I noted it, too. It's like, I really feel the kind of the first scenes were actually they had an almost it wasn't i wouldn't necessarily say scary but it was definitely a horror type feel they were trying to go for it and i actually was feeling that kind of tension and creepiness that was inherent there so um i think Spielberg did really good with that
0: oh yeah would you intro a film where there's like this it's the middle of the night it's misty there's a cornfield alone kid the only thing that was missing there compared to a horror movie from like that time is that it had a different soundtrack yeah
2: i got some major stranger things vibes from this movie and i think the spielberg fellow might have been copying them just a little bit <laughs>
0: so... well he copied a good series then yeah
1: yeah <laughs>
2: One thing that wasn't copied was my book, Mary and the Alien. I need to just fully disclose that I had not actually watched E.T. before. I had just seen his image as a child and was so deeply disturbed by him. I did not watch E.T. until last night. So to anybody that has read my book, Mary and the Alien, (laughs) I was not actually influenced by E.T. Do not come at me. Do not sue me. It's a, it's you know you can only do so much when you write a story about kids and aliens, and that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not a dirty, dirty plagiarist like the Spielberg fellow who ripped off, you know, Stranger Things.
1: Yeah, how dare he!
0: This <laughs> it kind of reminded me of another movie I saw as a kid that had like the exact same premise: kid finds an alien. I think it was more of a robot alien, and needed to like air him on a spaceship so it could. It's pretty much the same thing without.
1: You know, apparently that phone actually worked. It was actually designed to be a working communication device.
0: The weird record player buzzsaw thing? Yeah,
1: it actually worked, apparently. I I mean,
0: I I could have been convinced as a kid, but I don't know, I'm (laughs) suspicious. Oh,
1: IMDB would never lie to us.
2: (laughs) I'm just sitting here like, yes, Devin, phones work. You can (laughs) communicate with them.
0: they're even wireless these days
1: i don't know i just got my youtube player
0: uh, <laughs> what one thing i noticed the the structure of et's face and like the fleshy foldiness of it would be terrifying even seeing a picture of it so i can totally get why it, it definitely came off as like a terrifying cornfield goblin and I think that ended up
2: fleshy full.
0: Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> Did you did you ever want to see Einstein crossed with a pug?
0: <laughs> That's exactly it. That's the perfect description of what I witnessed watching this movie.
1: <laughs> it's um the animatronics were actually done really well, like it it was mostly believable. Uh you know considering um
2: can i jump in with that animatronics thing because i had to google during this movie or rather i duck, duck, go was et a robot or a little person and oh, little believe person. it or not he was both so i have some factoids i would like to read to you so Firstly, shout out to Tamara De treyu and Pat Billen, who were the two main little people who played E.T. I've got a little blurb, followed by another fun fact. So, apparently Spielberg wanted those on set to act as if E.T. were a real actor for maximum believability, and asked the special effects designers to test out all the puppet's movements well before production began to ensure that the illusion wasn't easily broken. Taking the farce even further, Spielberg told the young Drew Barrymore that the puppet was actually a living, breathing alien. And during the scene where, spoiler alert, E.T. dies, the sobbing reaction shots of Barrymore true to life tears as she truly believed that E.T. had passed away. So one, oh my god, that's definitely what made her become a drunk. And then, yeah, other scenes, like when E.T. falls on his face from having one too many beers. And this part kills me. Were performed by 12-year-old Matthew McDermott, an actor who was born without legs. His specially rigged suit allowed him to walk on his arms where the alien's feet would be. And to that I say, why did they not just hire a third little person? Instead they have this crippled child doing a fucking handstand. (laughs) Playing a drunk alien. Look at the shit
1: Hollywood does to people. so so, so are you saying that they shouldn't have hired him because he has no legs I'm disappointed (laughs) actually can
0: I can I actually go a little uh, conspiratorial but kind of like on that same page I was getting like (laughs) I was getting a whole lot of feelings while watching this movie that it was somehow related to like Weird Hollywood backroom stuff, like you have this creepy old-looking alien thing in a a locked room with a bunch of kids, and then all of a sudden, its head and its neck starts extending. All the kids are terrified. Oh, no. near no!
2: <laughs> oh no! Why? Why would you say that? <laughs> and, then, and
0: then all of a, all of a sudden. This this super young kid who's, like, 12 years old gets, like, emotionally invested in this obviously older creature and is panicking when it's getting taken away from him. Perhaps, like, uh, uh, opportunities and um, options for success in the industry.
2: As a filmmaker who has burnt many a bridge over the last year, (laughs) I relate strongly (laughs) to that sentiment. And you know what? You might be on to something, Drew.
0: I'm just... I'm just wondering if it was more, like, true to form and weird than expected, like, weird things slipping through. I mean, I I don't have any bridges to burn, so I'm just throwing it out there that I I couldn't put that away. I was just like... No, you're
2: right. E.T.'s neck was oddly phallic, and now that you mention, you know, his weird, fleshy, foldy face, it's just... Oh my god.
0: I'm just saying, like, if you want to make it in this industry, kid, you gotta... Oh, (coughs) jeez. But another thing I I noticed that I wanted your guys' opinion on, uh, the mom. Yep. Does anyone else think she was, like, fully popping uppers and downers? (laughs) legitimately like she gets she gets home and there's like empty beer cans strung strung about everywhere either she thought she was on a bender and forgot about it or she was like oh my kids drinking and my kids like 12 and 16 or whatever I don't care I'm just gonna look at this can like there there was something really weird about that I think you're on to
2: something Yeah, why did they refer to Elliot? If you read the synopsis, it's like troubled kid. I didn't think he was that troubled. I mean, until E.T. like got him mind drunk or whatever, which again, I think that relates to your theory about Hollywood producers. But yeah, the mom, terrible influence, doesn't care about her kids. I mean, at the very beginning the kids are all hanging out, they're smoking. I saw the cigarette in the middle of that table. The kids are like what, six, seven, eight? I don't know how old
1: We don't know how old the older brother is he no. was, like, he, he, he was, was driving. like
2: 15 tops 15 he was tops i don't yeah, know you, 15 not you can legally.
0: back back the car up
1: it yeah but, but the yeah, mind yeah, drunk thing it just, it was like 14 to get her driver's license
0: oh no this this is a mess but i gotta go back to the mind drunk thing so he gets the kid mind drunk and all of a sudden the kid is acting out and kissing people
2: yeah it was weird and and that kid when he gave that girl the the drunk googly eyes, I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> she, she... How did E. T. have that power over him? That was very odd.
0: Her her reaction though was very realistic. That was probably the realest like facial acting I've seen in the film. Like her reaction of like roll eyes and look away. I'm like, I'm pretty sure a girl's done that. To you <laughs> I feel emotionally attacked right now.
1: Pretty sure many a girls have done that to you
0: before. Oh. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, ET would be a
0: terrible wingman. <laughs> Hello. Just get everyone mind drunk for me.
1: Yeah. Um go back to the the troubled aspect. I think I think they tried to make that, but failed to do so. But failed to do so cuz I mean they they were talking about you know, going through the divorce and like that there was definitely little bits of acting out but I think it got overshadowed by a lot of what was happening with E.T. Um, it didn't quite have the room to breathe to give that uh, to give that room there.
0: Yeah, I think they could have... I, I wouldn't have noticed a difference in the film had they removed the whole, like, absent father bit. Yeah. I, it, it,
2: yeah, it took me a long time to realize he didn't have a dad.
0: It just seemed... It seemed unimportant to the story. Um, if they had fle- fleshed out the whole like troubled youth, then it would make more sense. But the the only trouble the kids seemed to get into was alien-related. Baking sick and terror- terrorizing a blonde girl holding two frogs and just looking the scaredest she's ever been. <laughs>
1: um, I think the single dad was would actually tie more to mary's reactions to everything that's why she's kind of distant she can't she's having to go like she can't take the time off work because she's now got the families she's supporting herself and you know so it's just cleaning up not necessarily realizing that might have been more where the absentee father fits in more the, so the mom called mary yes my god, I just, like, tapped
2: into something when I wrote Mary and the Alien, like, fuck, I feel like a plagiarist, and I hadn't even read I hadn't even watched the movie <laughs> In my book, I'm like, Mary and the Alien, but that's the kid, it's not the mom, whatever, whatever, it's yeah, its own I d- thing. I
0: mean, if you if you called your book Gertie and the Alien, it'd be a whole different thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. There, there is, I mean, there's a problem where you can They they could have replaced anything related to the Father and discussion of Mexico with just a throwaway line saying, "Yeah, since your dad left, you just cut fifteen minutes off a of film." But the other thing they could have done is they could have had Keys be the dad. Yeah the the federal agent guy. Yeah, that's what I thought was happening during the entire movie. I was like, "Oh, this guy that's like this this federal agent. Why was he in Mexico? He's like a federal agent. He's doing federal things." <laughs> Being invasive in people,
2: trying to destabilize a South American country—you know, no big deal.
0: I imagine so. Would it? Would it be the NSA that would show up?
2: Speaking of horrifying things, so what did you each find to be the most, the scariest part of the movie? I'll tell
0: you. I don't you know what. if I'm
2: supposed to ask you questions, but yeah, what scared you? What chilled uh, you to your core?
0: uh The realization of how much that single mother with three kids is going to have to pay for that house on the hill it's a los angeles house on the hill with a view the kids got walk-in closets
2: but they couldn't afford power they never had the lights on in the house i'm like yeah they've got a house but they're clearly struggling
1: <laughs> that's Look, why it was want all the roof f- or do you want lighting
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i honestly i got fixated on the whole like Hollywood elite crossover thing and that's what all I could not distance myself from that. As soon as I figured that out which was like a third of the way through the movie that's exactly how I watched it and it either ruined the movie for me or made it better. Don't know. (laughs) What about you Dev? I think
1: um, I think in like the the first bit when when Ellie and E.T. first Actually meet each other in the cornfield and just both of their thistles scream and jump back from each other. Um, that was the part I was like, no, he clearly knows how to do horror. And I could see like um that was actually a decent jump scare. <laughs> it was set up well and, and and worked. Um that and I think the reaction with Gertie and E.T. first meeting, and like they're running to the closet, and E.T.'s like <laughs> Running with his arms up towards her as he's trying to hide, too. Um, those are the two scenes, like, yep, yeah, nope, that, that's where... That's where Scarce would be.
2: Well, I was traumatized by E.T. dying of liver cirrhosis on the bathroom floor. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I can see when that. He went
2: all white... Woody he was white and extra wrinkly oh god drew why'd you have to say that
1: i'm just saying
0: and and then the the love of this young boy brought this old alien man back to life
2: i made him feel something that's the horrifying thing you're like (laughs) super on to something this was spielberg's like oh my god i mean and again we know how much this all fucked up drew barrymore so like and, and by the way, shout out to Drew Barrymore. She seems much happier and healthier now, and I'm rooting for her. I like Drew Barrymore. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, <laughs> don't. Know. I don't, I don't mind Drew
0: <laughs> Barrymore. I like, I'll, I'll definitely tag on to that. She's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: But you can track, didn't like, feel like a sharing. her, you can track her, like, teenage descent into drinking and drugs and stuff, like, from this movie. Like, this is what set this all off, you know? Wrinkly, wrinkly old alien neck and then it's screaming at her and her thinking it's alive and that's just that's this whole movie is childhood trauma she
0: she definitely she dodged she dodged that like whole like she got messed up but she didn't fall prey to a lot of childhood stuff like who was that who was that girl who was in what was it Benny with Johnny Depp at the movie about the insane asylum health facility?
2: or benny and june or whatever yeah
0: benny and june
2: i yeah i haven't actually seen that oh if you guys want a good johnny depp movie to uh talk about later you should watch ed wood that was a good one Devin, are you laughing at my suggestion how dare not you surpri- i'm not
1: surprised by your suggestion
2: <laughs> <laughs> what's that supposed to be <laughs> no no like, elaborate <laughs> take it as you will <laughs> oh you think I just enjoy watching black and white Johnny Depp movies where he also cross-dresses? Like, what? what's... Yes. What are you like? <laughs> yeah, well, you're right. It, it, you're you're right. It was a masterpiece. I loved it. Everyone should watch the movie. Also, I realize I'm getting closer and closer to the webcam. I'm like,
1: Devin, what do you mean? She's coming after me, guys. <laughs> you know, it was
0: a great movie that uh, had some cross-dressing. It was... Uh, oh, I can't believe I'm <laughs> blanking on the name. It was when William Defoe was cross-dressing in... Uh,
1: Boondock Saints.
0: Boondock Saints. Hmm. Best movie.
1: That movie is so good. (laughs) Uh, Did you figure out who this child actress you were talking about was?
0: uh, I did. did Pretty (laughs) much
1: tangent.
0: And it wasn't who I thought it was. It's Mary Stewart. Stewart Master. Like it was somebody else.
1: I know, I can think of many a child actresses that went off the deep ends. Hello, Disney. How do you ruin a girl's future?
2: Ooh, as somebody who has worked on a film set and has interacted with a child actor, do you guys want some dirt? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing that's going to get anyone cancelled or fired. It's just, yeah, no, they straight up bring a teacher on set, and then the kid has, like, class several times a day, but they don't do anything. These kids aren't learning anything. And they work them so hard. Such long days. I was at a rap party for a movie and there was a kid, and he's just like, I just want to go home. It was like 10 o'clock at night. We're all at the bar.
1: And they, <laughs> and they were like, No. It's like, the year old is at the, the bar? Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, the kid's like, I just want to go home. He might have been 12 or something. He was young, though. And yeah, his mom's like, Just a little bit, sweetie. She's like talking to the actors, and the one actor's like, I want to take you to the arcade, son. Let's go party. And. It,
1: this do it.
0: this it this, this arcade guy, was he weird, fleshy, and wrinkly?
2: No, but I heard some very hilarious stories later, thankfully not involving the child actor. I think the kid went home shortly after, but yeah, why are there kids at a bar late at night? It's just, yeah, he, he just wants to either. watch
0: some Minecraft videos. And... He does! <laughs> well, I hope he's successful.
2: Uh, he is, but... Yeah, I worry from afar. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, to, Sorry, to, that got dark. No, that's okay. Yeah. To to pop back on <laughs> on topic-ish. Um, so, E.T. the Alien, the movie that we all watched. Uh, E.T. the extra Tourette Not Mary <laughs> the Alien, that's a book. <laughs> yeah, um... Uh, most of it had that, like, 80s campiness. Like, the the teenagers on the bikes, they were, like, the stereotype of, like, no good nicks with their BMXs trying to act all cool. Expect them to, like, beat up a nerd who's wearing, like, a, a sh- shower costume or something.
1: I would just, like, say these kids that you would expect to do that started off playing D&D. They were the nerds that would get beat up.
0: Mmm. Be cool but the nice. other one was on the on the football team i thought these like movie stereotypes were very specific it's like you play football you play d.
1: look he was just wearing the pads it was clearly cosplay
0: oh was he was he larping <laughs> as a football player That's so my can now they get the ball and then they do rock paper scissors to see if the tackle collides
2: <laughs> they have to roll a uh... A D-, D whatever.
0: A D yeah. D. <laughs> D whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Need to up your nerd cred. Just because you play classic uh, video games on your nest doesn't make you cool, Ashley. Makes you super cool.
2: My ne- oh, I have an old Sega Genesis downstairs here.
0: Oh, I thought it was a nest. The only I'm thing not that-,
2: that cool. My parents didn't love me enough for Nintendo. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Can't confirm. Sort of like
2: Elliot's uh, mom. I just dropped some trauma bonds, or that <laughs> make you worry about me.
0: <laughs> trauma bonds—it's a good investment. Overall, the the graphics were really good, though so the bike scene, which is always kind of like hailed as super classic and whatnot, like jumping up, and you can see it in the moonlight definitely had that like cut and paste, the lighting was kind of weird and it was kind of off on my side as well as the spaceship. So there was like a couple couple things in that that I didn't feel were up to the standard kind of Spielberg quality when it comes to the special effects.
1: From what I know of special effects with that stuff, I think uh, like I know this goes back to my knowledge more of um, Empire Strikes Back. So when they do those composites, like there, there is that bit of a bleed through. It's actually the reason why they did um, the hoth scene, like with the bright snow, because it helped hide those lines better. So the fact that it was being done on dark screen makes it a little more stand out. Okay. So I, I think that's what happened there.
2: I actually quite liked the cinematography in the movie for the most part. Um, I thought it was really creative how Spielberg focused a lot on, you know, things were from the point of view of the child. Everything was lower. A lot of like shots of feet and everything. And I don't mean that in a Tarantino type way. It was just (laughs) you know from the perspective of a small child or from ET. And yeah, I like that. And they did. He did find a good way to exclude. You know, a lot of the parental figures, because you can't have a movie about kids getting into hijinks when there's just parents around all the time. I mean, i.e. every 90s teen movie ever, you have to find a way to exclude the parents.
0: That's why Charlie Brown did it so well.
1: <laughs> well, they I, I actually almost did that. I, I actually got annoyed near the end of the film because up until like the medical examinations of E.T., the only adult's face you saw was the mother's.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't even see the the teacher's face.
1: Yeah. Like, up until that point, I was so irritated when, like, all of the the doctors started taking off their masks and, like, taking off their hoods and such. I'm like, no, no, we should have kept that faceless. I enjoyed that. <laughs> well,
0: I think, I think the reason why they, I'm just going to kind of throw this out here. I just kind of, like, made it up in my the reason why they chose to do it to humanize those in the the suits because Mm -hmm. at at that point we were getting to like a terrifying conclusion we thought that um they just wanted the alien but as soon as they started taking off their suits so they could better assist they were became clear that they were trying to resuscitate the alien so i think it was kind of a thing like no, they're not bad or whatever they're um, they're trying to help as much as they can to what yeah. ends, whatever, but I think that it's kind of forced on, but
1: that... okay. I actually did come to that same conclusion, so mm. I so I don't disagree with that thought um' at that same time, I also noted down I thought I remembered the government being a lot more evil than they were, I mean. If for no, those, if for
0: those can't see me, I'm giving the <laughs> government is evil kind of like you know uh, <laughs> expression.
2: I think, yeah. I think anyone that listens to this podcast will be able to piece together our views
0: on <laughs> any subject. <laughs> looking at it, looking at it back, I, I'm like picking up these things that both of you mentioned. I didn't realize until now that. Like, even when they were doing regular camera shots, it was at a lower angle than what they would do normally for. And they they did focus a lot on the reactions of the kids and, like, facial-like expression uh, storytelling. Okay. But there was, like, a lot of focus on okay. Which, thankfully, I didn't have any Sharon moments, so I didn't get that feeling of, like, just awful child acting that's kind of over- That you kind of expect from a kids movie, yeah. Very nice. The
2: screaming, the screaming was annoying. I I hate listening to kids screaming. Like I, Mm. that's why you chloroform them first. You know you don't. (laughs) But it
1: wasn't. It wasn't forced. Is is the thing? Like it felt realistic. The and 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 that's more the point with not
0: being a sheriff yeah the only thing that pulled it's... me out the only Sharon moment I had was that you're killing him
1: mm.
0: I just felt yeah. like so over the top I was just like okay I'm like disconnected at this point like you should you should probably let the authorities separate you from this old creepy man I mean alien
2: <laughs> the old drunk lush with his jewelry just <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm so sorry. sorry I'm so sorry i'm sorry i'm never gonna i'm
1: sure is gonna go into my mic there
2: (laughs) i'm never gonna work in the industry ever again (laughs) i've burnt every bridge
0: (laughs) one thing that i really liked about the film is there wasn't any questions left i mean that's also kind of a problem Mm -hmm. like i'm not wondering about this universe like what's happening to the kids when once the alien's gone what's going and doing what his world or planets like i'm just like okay story's over move on wasn't capturing like it didn't have me didn't leave me in awe or wonder and i may i could be a disconnect of my current age versus the age of filmmaking and when But it could be because you were thinking this was a weinstein allegory (laughs) it's entirely possible that that might be the case
2: what do you think E.T. got up to when he went back to his home planet?
0: Uh, he was probably high fying his weird wrinkly, bro, wrinkly bros, going like, Oh, you should have seen the trouble I got into. Open that... Oh, did they drink champagne? I don't know how the Upper lives. I drink slightly more expensive <laughs> beer than the cheap stuff.
1: I, with you, I didn't agree... I didn't see much in the sense of wonder after the end of the film but Spielberg's really good at just giving a sense of wonder throughout the film.
0: Like I said, so, I I must have ruined the film for myself when I made, like, the Weinstein uh, allegory, because, like, I didn't wonder about this all. I was just sitting here in contemplation about, like, what secrets are being revealed. Uh, so I, you guys, I would like to hear from your experiences watching this film Come
1: on, Devin. I'm sorry. Uh... So, senses of wonder that Drew clearly missed. <laughs> uh, just the like the the full on intro scene. You know, where it's just these aliens, kind of like, just like the ways, like pulling up a plant and you know touching the trees and such. Like, you, you could get that sense of curiosity from that. You you turn around to the the meeting of the goblin in the fields to them kind of just using the Reese's pieces to connect and you know the 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 sense of wonder from E.T. collecting these and bringing them back to them and them trying to form a bond, learning to communicate and such. Uh, a lot of thought, a lot of that stuff was actually done really well. Like I was brought into. Into that communication, learning from each other aspects. and I thought Spielberg did that really well. I mean, Spielberg does that type of stuff really well in general.
2: I think he uh, did a great job of just showing how parents in the eighties did not care or listen, care about their children or listen to them. I mean, for God's sakes, Gertie's like, like I was gonna say two feet. She's like two inches away from an alien in her living room, and her mom's just like everything's fine, I don't notice the alien there, my daughter says there's somebody there, whatever, she's crazy. There's a quote I wrote down. Now, early in the movie, um, they're all sitting at the dinner table, and Elliot's big brother, who's like, what, 15 or so, says to Elliot, why don't you grow up, think of how other people feel for a change. Elliot's like, six? Why don't you grow up and act your age, six year old child? <laughs> like, that's just, that's so 80s.
1: Yeah, yeah, little bit.
0: <laughs> that was, yeah, that was pretty much the like the realist, realist moment in in the film, and I actually humanized that the older brother is not just like the jerk older br- brother in a piece flick. It's like mm-hmm. he's he's trying to step up to you know like be a man in the household with a situation where there's an absent father. Yeah, is that too real. Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, no. I actually, I actually appreciate that he wasn't the jerk older brother like they, they kind of started that but immediately it's like no no he's not <laughs> i think yeah, like he was trying movies... yeah yeah exactly i think a lot of other movies it would have choked it up more
0: see it seemed like he was just trying to just being like a jerk when his friends were around is like a very normal thing yeah it's a very normal thing to like just be crappy to your siblings when your friends are around
2: I mean I think somebody could write a really interesting paper on like using E.T. as a way to explore masculinity in the 90s or the 80s but nobody wants to have that conversation right now Devin like are you laughing awesome. at me or crying maybe <laughs> maybe
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what, just your your toxic you
2: masculinity is not letting you express your emotions properly I understand life is
1: hard that's true. It's very confusing.
0: That <laughs> that is kind of one of the things. It it showed the like the jerk friends as kind of more tag along, kind of more of a group mentality. As soon as as soon as the older brother switched and was like, "Oh, we need to do this, this, and this. This is what you guys are doing," they just fall. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, they're running from the cops on their
1: BMXs. I would like to know what the cops are planning on doing with these kids on their BMXs. Will they have shotguns in their hands? Well, yeah, they're running up with revolvers and there's just a bunch of kids on bikes. I'm just like,
0: mm. <laughs> this isn't L.A. I mean,
2: it was it was America in the 80s. This isn't a Canadian production. Things were a little different. Um, if I could expand on that, one thing that actually made me super nostalgic at the beginning of the movie was all of the pine needles, all the pine trees with the long needles. Like, oh my God, I haven't seen those. like in such abundance since I was a kid because you know the pine beetles killed all our pine trees like that in BC Mm. so that actually made me really nostalgic right from the beginning Um, yeah I don't know I liked the movie I didn't think I would I was nervous to watch it Um, but I realized that my trauma towards the movie was unfounded (laughs) and yeah that little wrinkly necked alien won me over
0: (laughs) And won a group of kids over as well. Uh, again, I, I don't even know if my opinion on the movie is even valid at this point as far as like whether I like it or not. Because I'm so off in left field that... i watched a very different movie than you guys. <laughs> I- I'm proud of you, Drew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This, this happens this happened with totoro like yeah. i'm just going to ru- ruin every movie for everyone <laughs> i i would say though if i if i were to give this an arbitrary rating from the eyes of a child uh as far as how scary it was i'd probably give this something like a a 9 out of 13 blacks if i were rate it as an adult watching it in this day and age. Arbitrary number, I would probably give it 4 out of 9 dial
1: tones. <laughs> um, well, for the black cats, I would have to say, I'd honestly probably only give like 4 or 5 black cats out of the 13. Uh, there's a couple of moments that were scary, but they did very well at humanizing, so it didn't... I don't think I ever got like a lasting fear from it when I watched it as a kid. And I don't see where I would have gotten that now either. Uh as for you know rating it as a movie. Uh I do not remember what you actually said for your numbers.
0: Nine dial tones. <laughs> nine dial tones. Because one must call uh, home. <laughs> uh
1: I think it's seven out of nine dial seven out of nine dial tones. I stood up very well. And unlike, you know, where Drew's going when I say stood up very well, just because <laughs> you don't see that you've pickle. <laughs> because I'm not a DGEN who makes this all about Weinstein.
0: <laughs> hey, talk to Spielberg, okay? How oh, would you like um, to get in on these arbitrary rating systems?
2: I would like to give it seven pieces of dangly jewelry off of E.T.'s long, creepy fingers out of three. Okay. <laughs> and I would like to add, um, I don't know if you guys have watched the movie Super 8 that Spielberg did, what, ten years ago? But now that I've finally seen E.T., I'm like, oh wow, Super 8 was just E.T. <laughs> it was E.T., but they used the Cloverfield monster. Like, that's that's all it was. So you know what? Fuck you, Super Eight. That there's my my ET review. Better than Super Eight, uh, but <laughs> I agree with everything Drew has said, and it was very unsettling.
0: <laughs> you're gonna one day. You're gonna rewatch this, and you're gonna be like, "F you, Drew. You worst human being for seeing this in a film. Should have been a childhood adventure." I'll tell you what, though. I poop on this a little bit. I like The Sandlot better. I said it. Cancel me if you want. Sandlot was a better kids film.
1: I haven't seen that movie in so long.
0: You haven't seen oh. The Sandlot? Oh,
1: that's
0: so good. The chubby redhead. The big it, it dog. Really
1: but that was like a decade difference. Like that that was a movie that was for kids when we were actually kids. As opposed to a movie that came out before us
0: yes <laughs> darn you and your
1: logics i know i'm good at that <laughs> so How have you not seen I the sandlot like
2: <laughs> i haven't i haven't even heard of the sound lo- the sandlot this is totally new to me <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry uh,
0: a... i was gonna say it's the best film ever made but i mean it's maybe top not? 10 but <laughs> it's it's definitely not i
2: do I do have a question for you guys, though, because you're talking about, you know, the scary moments in E.T. as an adult. But, like, what about this movie scared you as a child? I'm just genuinely curious.
0: Uh, My thing is, I, I don't actually remember almost anything from before I was 12. It'd be childhood trauma. Oh. No one knows. Um, but It
2: is. It definitely is. I'm sorry for everything you went through.
0: Oh. Definitely um,
2: drama.
0: <laughs> Maybe it just held too real, this... Old wrinkly men and oh jeez no um for me it actually had an X Files moment the first third of the film was very X Files for me which also had some spooky like there was a scene in the X Files where boulder and his kid's sister are in the living room and then there's lights and the sister was kid, like when they actually showed a whatever I might have imprinted that scene onto this movie
1: mm.
0: but. I remember something like that, and I thought it was government aid coming, coming through the windows, which they did. Yeah. Um. So that was frightening to me.
1: Yeah, like, trying to remember back when I was a kid. Like, I think that's kind of the part that only that really clicks with me as being something that I was creeped out about was again like the NASA suits coming in where it had that again very alien induction X Files type feel. Um. I don't think overall I was scared in this movie when when I was younger. Yeah, not that I can remember.
0: So your your trauma then actually just comes from seeing like a picture of ET.
1: So
2: my aunt um, had a What's giant stuffed yeah giant stuffed ET like a full size like was, you know movie replica ET, and when I was probably three or four. My cousin, Samantha who's two years younger than me. So she was like one or two. She was just learning how to walk, but she knew I was afraid of this toy and she would (laughs) pick it up. And this small child would chase this other small child around the house. And I'm just like screaming, like, please don't, I can't look at him. He scares me. And she's like, E.T. Phone home. "Ah." (laughs) For the record, we have a very good relationship right now. So I did get past that. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I'm just that's picturing where like the fear Minnie came
1: Ashley. from. I'm just now picturing Minnie Ashley running away like Gertie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, yeah. I mean, I was never really that mini. I think I was born like five feet tall. However, the image you have is 100% correct. Yes, that was me. <laughs>
1: I mean, so was, was
0: this doll, was it like, I don't know how. How accurate your memory was was it uh which mode was it was it like extended mode or was it like compact <laughs> mode like was it cold outside
2: um yeah it was the cold outside stuff dt <laughs> he was uh or you know like r- room temperature he was the normal size dt like as they had in the movie
0: oh jeez well, I guess, <laughs> with that, I, I, I guess I'll wrap it up some. Uh, was there any other points anyone wanted to touch on?
2: I don't want um. to touch any more points. <laughs>
1: John Williams' score was amazing, as always. Uh, wait, did he, was he involved in
0: Star Wars? Yes. Was... Very much,
1: and Jurassic Park, and Indiana Jones, and your sound, the, your entire soundtrack, everything you think of movies was probably John Williams. It, Superman.
0: I, <laughs> I, I had a Star Wars moment. I was like, "This is this is totally Star Wars right now." <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just a layman. I just like layman with opinions. I like just saying it, positive, was, negative
1: things. There was one interesting thing that I wanted to bring up with John Williams, the score at the end. So most of the time direct like um, the musical directors are scoring to the scenes as their films. Mm. Apparently John Williams had such a heart that was having difficulties doing it that Spielberg said, you score it, we'll edit it to your score. Oh, neat. Wow. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a really cool fact. <laughs>
2: that actually is.
1: Yeah. That actually like...
0: yeah, the
2: music played a huge role. If the, the music was any different, the movie would have been something completely different as well, too. Would have been much worse if they just you know, they're more obvious and they went the creepy porn music route.
1: Or some saxophone going.
2: <laughs> Every time E. T. runs around, it's just bow chicka wow wow type music. Yeah, no. John Williams was the right choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I wouldn't mind like 80s pop tracks. To be honest, like, I, when it, when it comes Look, to... It would have
1: taken too much from Stranger Things if he did that.
0: <laughs> but it, yeah,
2: thank you, Devin. Thank you. Standing up for artistic integrity. We need more people like you.
0: I'll watch that again. This has been Beardy and the Beast Media Club. Join us next time where we discuss the terrifying film, Labyrinth. Thanks for joining us, Ashley.
2: Thank you for having me on, and if people like listening to me babble, they can listen to my podcast, Ready, Set, with Ashley Good, Comes out every Tuesday. Please don't edit that out. I need the listeners no.
0: <laughs> I was I was gonna shill you more, but I, I shilled you on your own podcast yeah, you so do. hard.
1: Uh, yeah, she shilled yeah. herself pretty hard at yeah. the beginning.
0: No, I liked it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so if you Go were
2: shill yourselves.
0: If you were frightened to the core, give us a like and a share or join us in the conversation in the comments below or at our Discord. Link to the Discord is um, in the description below. Check out BeardyAndTheBeast.com for a full list of services we're available at. Laters. Later.